How's it going, Matt? Hey, Brad. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good to have you on uh, this afternoon. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to be here. It's good to good to see see your face. Good to, yeah. to find you back. <laughs> of course, man. Glad to have you on, man. I I searched through your um your Instagram. I was just like dabbling on it, and I the reason I got you on here was because I saw all these Mercedes Benz on your Instagram feed. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this guy's up to something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely, on. definitely. Well, I can tell you all about it for sure. But uh, yeah, no, happy to be here. Perfect, man. So yeah, let's get right into it. Kind of tell us kind of where you started from, like, where are you from? Kind of who were you growing up? Yeah. Yeah. No, sounds good. So I'll try and keep it concise, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, grew up in, uh, grew up in Brantford, Ontario and, uh, I'm your typical, you know, Canadian boy, you know, hockey player and, you know, into sports and just, you know, good time type thing. But, uh, yeah, went into, uh, didn't know what I wanted to do kind of after high school, but, uh, thought I should go to university and kind of get that paper. So, uh, went and got that piece of paper that, uh, that you kind of need these days. So, um, didn't know what I want to do my whole life with sports. So I ended up going for sport management. So it was kind of like a, you know, it's kind of business with a sport industry twist and yeah, really kind of, you know, I, I didn't have any, you know, clear idea in terms of what I wanted to be doing in my future. So, um, you know, I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. And uh, I kind of ran into uh, an opportunity when I was in school, my second year, that I kind of passed up on in my first year uh, with a, an, an opportunity to run my own business. So I actually started a college pro business. So I know they recruit heavily on a lot of campuses around Southern Ontario. And really changed the trajectory of my life. And so I was 20 years old uh, and basically had no idea what I wanted to do, but I jumping into that opportunity, you know, shifted my mindset from an employee mindset to very much an entrepreneur mindset and uh, ran a business for three summers. It was awesome. You know, found a ton of success, you know, created an amazing network of other like-minded people and really started to find my path and direction. Came out of school debt-free. Like there were so many positives from it. So, um, you know, a lot of students at that age, uh, you know, tend to finish university and they go off into the working world. But uh, I was so, had such a great experience with the company and uh, found a lot of success. They actually uh, brought me onto the corporate side and right out of school, uh, put me onto the, into a general manager role. And I was the guinea pig to actually pioneer the expansion of the company outside of Ontario. And uh, they shipped me out to Calgary, Alberta. So, you know, dropped me to a place I'd never been before and said, here, figure it out, start this business. And uh, it was an amazing experience. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. It was definitely an accelerated learning path at uh, the age of 23, starting a company and, you know, from scratch in the middle of nowhere and uh, had a ton of success. Again, uh, one of the hardest things I'd ever done for sure um, to kind of back up a little bit back when I ran that first business. So a couple of years prior, um, how it kind of connects with real estate a little bit too, is actually uh, my aunt, flight attendant, uh, found a, a book on a planning. And when I was starting my business, she thought, you know what? I think you would love to read this. And it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So I think for a lot of people, especially on the investor side of things, you know, tend to get started with that book where it really shifts their mindset and whatnot. So that was something that started, you know, my, my train of thought around the whole real estate investing side of things as I was starting that business. So that was something that I always wanted to get into moving out West. You know, I didn't buy a property yet. Cause I was kind of all over the place. I was a little transient. And uh, ended up moving back to Ontario a few years later. Wasn't sure again what I wanted to do. Got into sales for a little bit uh, with a big corporation and uh, missed what I was doing prior. So what I was doing before was I was actually helping people who were starting starting a business within a franchise system um, find success over the first couple of years. So um, joined a, a sister company of College Approach called Certa Pro and ended up traveling all over the United States and had a great time. 
all along the while, I ended up jumping into the network marketing space as well too, a few years prior and started building a, a pretty sizable business within that space. So I'm the type that always wants to have multiple streams of income and multiple things on the go and whatnot. Uh, so I was building that alongside and uh, yeah, started buying properties. So I ended up buying a couple of properties, uh, I think about seven, eight years ago was the first investment properties I ended up picking up. Uh, ended up moving to Ottawa for a little bit with my girlfriend at the time, which is my now wife. And uh, yeah, was there for a few years, uh, still traveling all over the place. And then ended up moving back to Southern Ontario here. So now I'm in Paris, Ontario. And uh, about two years ago, uh, so I guess 2018, another thing added to the to the puzzle was uh, I got into the e-commerce space with my cousin who already had a thriving brand. So started that business as well. And funny enough, with all these things kind of going on on my plate, um, you know, I, I was able to walk away from the corporate world in 2018. And I just, you know, was kind of living a bit of a, you know, the entrepreneurial, a little bit of semi-retired life. I mean, it was pretty cool to be able to, to be at that spot in my early 30s. But to be completely transparent, I, I got a little bored. And a lot of the stuff that I had to do was, you know, on the computer for e-commerce side of things and my network marketing business and whatnot, just having a bit of a global reach. A lot of it was this type of thing, which is amazing. It's so good that we can do that, do this type of thing these days. Um, but, but I just found, I was like, I'm a people person. I want connection. I wanted more. And this is before COVID happened. So I've always been so interested in the real estate side of things as an investor. Uh, I've got some friends that are in real estate as, uh, as realtors, and I just found they're having a ton of success. And it was something I always thought about because when I, you know, my default, especially when I pick up a book or put on a podcast, it's always a real estate investing podcast or something around real estate. And so, you know, speaking with some of my buddies, uh, this was probably late 2019. I just started to investigate it and say, hey, what, what would that look like if I did want to jump into this space? And I want to continue to buy properties. I want to get deeper into the investing side of things. Um, but why not at the same time too? Because I have people already asking me for help and insight on you know their investing. Why not jump into uh, to it and, and get compensated for it as well? But another avenue for me to impact people and help people accomplish their goals as well. So um, jumped in, uh, yeah, basically did the course. Uh, was one uh, got in pretty early from the Humber side of things. So after it changed over from Oria to to Humber, went through that process and uh, just the beginning of 2021. Um, came licensed and uh, hit the ground running and, and having a ton of fun. So um, I don't know if that's too deep, not enough, but uh, or deep enough for you, but uh, that's, that's kind of in the path to where, where we are today. So. Oh, you're a busy man, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Some of those businesses, I, you know, I sold my e-commerce business, so that's good, but you know, still a couple other businesses on the go, but yeah, just uh, like I said, I like, I like having uh, my hands full and, um, you know, added, added first child this year. So we got a four month old. So that adds a whole other layer of, of busyness, but it's, it's all, it's all amazing stuff. So congrats, man. Thanks, man. Let's take it back to, uh, kind of end of high school, getting into sports management at the yeah. time when you made that leap to, you know, get the paper, get a degree or whatever, uh, were you entrepreneurial, uh, minded from the get-go? It's a good question. You know, I, when I think back, I think I was, and I always had this desire to actually run my own business. When I, when I say things kind of happen for a reason, my first year in university, um, I remember that there's people coming into classes and they'd say, Hey, you know, you can run your own business in the summer and this and that. And it was one of those things that it piqued my interest. And I was like, I, I kind of would want to do that. But for some reason, I just, I just didn't take action. I just didn't take the next step. And I just doubted myself for some reason. But that next year, I, I regretted it. So I had a buddy who ended up doing it, had a lot of fun. And I'm like, I can do that. And I was like, I feel like that would be kind of cool. And so luckily, I, you know, I, I took the next, uh, I, I took the step the next year. And I say things happen for a reason, because the way that it kind of worked out, I signed up on something, kept missing their calls. I saw the guy in the hallway, I walked past their booth. 
And then something just told me like, go back. And I look at that, literally that critical spot where I'm like that, my, that decision for me to turn around and go back, changed my life. It literally changed the trajectory of my life. So um, that's kind of, you know, I'm kind of going off a little bit, but uh, what I say was entrepreneurial a bit, but I wasn't, you know, the type of kid that was, you know, had a lemonade stand or anything like that when I was a kid. But, uh, you know, when I had the opportunity was given to me and presented to me in that kind of system of like a franchise type of opportunity, I took it and ran with it. And that's kind of been who I've been since, since then. So. Yeah. So you took that opportunity in your second year of university. So you were 20 at the time when you got your first business, what exactly is that business? Yeah. So it was a window cleaning business. So with college pro, uh, at that point, I was actually called action window cleaning at the time. Um, but college pro painting, college pro window cleaning. Uh, when I moved out West and started the, the window cleaning side of things out in Alberta, uh, we changed the entire company over to college pro currently as it stands right now, college pro painting, it does not exist anymore, but college pro window cleaning does. And I, I just, it's one of those things that, especially now that I have a, a daughter and, uh, you know, I'm like, when she's old enough, she's running a business. Like just the, <laughs> the things that you learn from running a business and problem solving, the confidence you gain, the communication skills, the things that come along with it. Uh, I think everybody that has, you know, some sort of even a minor interest in being an entrepreneur, just working for yourself to understand it, there's no better teacher and it's an amazing experience. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, big advocate of it for sure. No, hundred percent. And you know, at the time you're 20, you're doing the cleaning window business. Is that what you were a part of until you were 23? Did it go on for three years? Yeah. So every summer, um, basically that was my summer job. I had my own employees, you know, had my own customers, did my own marketing, ran my own financials, the whole thing. It was a great system. Uh, loved every minute of it. And uh, yeah, I did that right up until uh, I finished school. And it was funny because when I finished school, it was one of those things that I'm like, I enjoy this so much. If I can just keep this going, I'll do it. But, you know, things happen for a reason. And it, again, it's, uh, I was given a, a really cool opportunity. Um, again, hardest thing I'd ever done at, my, at that point in my life was starting a company at West, but it, uh, it was the next step in my development that needed to happen. And I'm so grateful that it did. And that was, that was 20, you were 23 years old when you got shipped off to Calgary, correct? Got it. Yeah. I was out there. Uh, yeah. 23 years old and uh, out there trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> was, you know, that obviously takes money to go out and move away. Is the, the window or cleaning business, was that funding it at the time? Did you have money saved? From yeah. That so, so, yeah. So basically moving out there, you know, I was on the corporate side at that point. So basically I had, you know, the ability, they, they sent me out there in a sense. So kind of picking up the bill for that and finding a place and everything. And, uh, yeah, then it was a matter of uh, learning how to recruit and sell an opportunity and train and operate people and help other people find success. So it was that one thing, you know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things in business where it's amazing to be able to like accomplish a certain thing and build a business and whatnot. It's a whole other task to be able to coach and lead other people to do the same thing and find their own success, right? So it was that next level in terms of development for myself, as well as my leadership. And uh, again, I would not trade it for the world. It was something that really, you know, pushed me forward and, and allowed me to, you know, have a ton of skills that I can move forward in everyday life, but at the same time too, into every business that I get into as well. Uh, and at the time, you know, you're, you're a young man trying to teach people how to start up their own business and kind of educate in the area. What's, what's that like? Do you find a lot of people maybe not taking you seriously? I guess you're a middle-aged man in his twenties. So like, it's yeah. not that bad, but kind of yeah. where do you fit in there? You know what? So at, with that type of system, I was working with students. So I was only a few years older, but I had the experience to be able to lean on, right? Um, you know, to kind of contrast and push it a few years later, when I, you know, left that world and came back to it with the sister company called Certipro, it was the same type of thing where I was coaching and training people who had, uh, who were starting their business and that with Certipro is a painting, painting company. And, uh, you know, I was working with franchise owners who were, you know, could have been my parents in terms of age, right? Some of them had run massive multi-million dollar companies, you know, have done very well in their lives. And then all of a sudden here I am at the time I started there, I was 29 years old 
And, you know, I was telling people in their mid fifties what to do and how to run a business, you know? So obviously, you know, I wasn't their boss, but that's the thing, creating buy-in and partnership with these type of people to, to be able to create action through them and, and get results. Um, you know, really important skills that, that, uh, again, I'm grateful I had the experience to be able to gain. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot of people want, you know, customers for their business and stuff. So what are like the few things you're really focusing in, focusing in on them with? Like, do you focus like a large part of like the marketing side of things? Cause I'd obviously marketing and creating ads is a huge part of it. So like, what, what do you really focus in on with your customers at that totally. time? Yeah. Now in the, in in that experience with Certa Pro, you mean, or currently as a realtor in terms of what I'm doing? Um, in that past experience. Yeah. Yeah. So the cool thing about, you know, the, the franchise world, and especially the companies that I was part of, is it wasn't that type of thing where you had to figure everything out from the ground up. I mean, there's already a system in place. And that is one of the benefits of, a, of again, a good franchise system and whatnot. Um, so we had, you know, multiple, multiple different, uh, you know, marketing strategies and whatnot, especially working in the U S it's a little bit different than, than Canada here and whatnot, but you know, things like direct mail were actually a big thing in, uh, in the U S you know, running ads, having people, you know, who were doing kind of your, um, everything online for you in a sense of, you know, creating content, managing your website, um, again, Google ads, you know, the whole gamut in the sense of doing it online. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, if you have kind of the resources and the funds to be able to spend money on ads, like you can buy your way into building a business, right? Um, so that was kind of part of the prerequisite of building a business like that is like you had to have the funds to be able to do it uh, to get off the ground running. But, you know, at the end of the day, too, if uh, you're not hitting your goals and some of the marketing tactics that come along with that just aren't necessarily uh, helping you get to where you want to go in a timely fashion, you know, it's about rolling up the sleeves and, and kind of do what you got to do. And sometimes it's banging on doors and going and putting yourself out there and networking and, you know, making connections and, and sharing and, you know, sponsoring events and doing you doing what you can to get yourself out in the community in that sense. You know, building a business from the ground up is one of the hardest things. I mean, anybody's going to do. Um, but yeah, marketing is an integral piece of it. So uh, there's so many different ways that you can build a business in that sense. Obviously, network and like your current network and, and learning to develop relationships is a uh, key component as well, too. But um, yeah, we had so many different marketing systems that we ran people through. And um, if somebody implemented it and actually went through it, that was the beautiful thing. It wasn't a, it wasn't brand new. We had these systems for success. So for sure, I totally agree when you say obviously starting a business from ground up is one of the dirtiest things someone could possibly get their hands into. And you got to kind of build your clientele, whether that's door knocking doing whatever, getting yourself out there. But when you're, when you're doing those activities, how important is it to capture something from that customer? So you don't leave with anything like how important is it like an email capture, a telephone capture to, to move forward with your business? Yeah. I mean, if you can do that, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a win in a sense, just to be able to get some information, especially, you know, these days where we're just bombarded with, you know, advertisements and just there's so much content out in front of us. Right. So, you know, back a few years ago, you know, when I was kind of doing these things and even when I was running my franchise, you know, geez, we're looking back to 2006 now. So a long time, like social media and like the bombardment we have now just wasn't the same. So it was a little bit, there was a little bit more clear space for that. So even back then, like we were just getting on the idea of capturing emails and whatnot. I mean, this is 15 years ago now, right? Um, but, you know, building a, building a business now, um, you know, email capture and whatnot, just the ability and the permission to be able to communicate with people is absolutely integral. So um, from something like literally just banging on doors and cold calling and whatnot, it's a pure numbers game as well, right? If you're going to be doing something like that. 
Uh, it's just a matter of working the numbers and putting putting the sweat equity in. Uh, unfortunately, because I know everybody wants like the quick and like let's get this done ASAP, but sometimes it's just gotta be that roll up the sleeves and do the dirty work. So yeah, capturing email, capturing uh, you know customer information um, is is integral. It's paramount. So how much uh, say sales experience did you get on early in your life that really helped you and like propelled you forward? Did you gain a lot of like sales expertise early on? Yeah. And you know what I'd say, even my, one of my first jobs, I, I was a sales associate at sport check back when I was like 15 or something like that. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, the, the way to being successful in sales is just, you know, making sure you're fulfilling people's needs, right. It's listening, it's active listening. It's making sure you're understanding what somebody is, is looking for. And that goes all the way from, you know, when, uh, my very first job, when I was working at sport check and helping people buy shoes and hockey equipment and stuff like that to, all the way now to being in real estate and, you know, dealing with people's largest assets within their life and really making sure that you understand what's important to them uh, and, you know, helping them, helping them get to their end goal. Right. I mean, that's really what it is. It's facilitating a process to allow somebody to accomplish what they're looking for, fulfill those needs. So um, yeah, but yeah, from an early age, I mean, I think it's also just like, you know, having charisma and, you know, making people feel good about themselves and listen, and again, getting people to talk more about themselves and whatnot. It's interesting how it works. I've always found that the more you can get people to talk about themselves, the more that they really feel comfortable with you. So, you know, I always think it too, a lot of people think that, you know, being good in sales is not necessarily, you know, a lot of people think that it's saying the right things or smooth talking or whatnot. And to me, I don't believe any of that. It's all about like developing the right connection. And again, helping people connect with the things that they're looking for while at the same time too, just getting them to feel comfortable with what you, who you are and what you do. Uh, there's a lot of ways of doing that, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, it. It's I've had that kind of throughout every role that I've had in my life. Some, some element of sales in that sense. Yeah, no, interesting take on it. I'll definitely have to go back and listen to that again and see if I get some hidden gems in there. <laughs> right. Speaking of real estate, though, um, you're a real estate investor, obviously. Um, so why was that important to you to tap into invest in homes? And when did you first start doing that? Yeah, so like I said, my, my interest was peaked back when I was 20 years old when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad for the first time. Like that just completely shifted my mindset in the sense of like how money works, right? Like, you know, assets and liabilities and you know, using, you know, debt and having good debt versus bad debt and all, all those types of things. So for me, like, I just thought about it super simply, like from the beginning, I thought if I own a house and somebody lives in it and they're going to pay down the mortgage, I mean, forget about even appreciation. Like if they just pay it down someday. I'll have it paid off. And then somebody will just be paying rent every month. And that's like cash flow. I'm like, I wouldn't have to work if I had enough of these houses. Like literally that's how simple it was for me when I, when I started thinking about it. But uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, uh, again, I, I just learned the importance of accumulating assets. And I think it's even more important now. I mean, so, you know, 10 plus years later uh, that I, you know, from the time that I read that, um, just with everything going on in the world right now, with all the government money printing that, you know, they're debasing our currency and everything that's happening around just, you know, our money becoming worth less and, you know, the, the whole cryptocurrency world out there and like just the need for assets is important because the middle class population is being completely eliminated, right? The, it's so polarizing these days. It's going to be the haves and the have nots. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be this way, but it's because of the monetary policy we have you know, really around the world in a lot of places, but especially North America and COVID expedited this with all the money printing and which, you know, I think needed to happen. But obviously, you know, the price of assets are just climbing more than uh, people's incomes are climbing, right? So how do you keep up? <clears throat> and it's funny because I wasn't thinking like this originally when I started investing, 
but I'm so grateful that I have and that I continue to do that to acquire assets so that, you know, my family and my kids and their kids and whatnot can, can live, uh, you know, in, in a good position and just looking to create generational wealth. Right. So that, that's why I continue to do it. That's why I got into it, but it's, uh, I just, I'm so grateful because it's become more and more important every single day. Yeah, for sure. It, man, it's so crazy listening to people talk about rich dad, poor dad, because I feel like so many people I talk to just that book touched them in some way that it helped them down, down the line somewhere. But, um, when we talk about assets and that, that's something I totally agree with, like, yeah, everything's, you know, raising in price, money's being printed all the time, tons of it. Think inflation's crazy. But when we talk about prices rising, can we also say we're living in an age where getting money is easier? If you're really like focusing in on this area, would you agree to Absolutely. that? Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, I'm a big fan of Darren Hardy and uh, I know that, you know, he always says to, you know, we are living in the easiest time in history to be able to create whatever you want, right? With the creation of the internet, uh, the resources out there, again, just even with uh, the e-commerce business that I have with my cousin, like Shopify, like it is a business in a box, right? Like you just need to learn all these skills. I mean, you go on YouTube, you can learn anything for free. So there, as long as you're adding value to the world, and that's the thing, I think people miss out a little bit. It's like, you can have a good idea, this and that, but if you're not creating value for the world, like you're not going to get compensated for it, but the more value you add, you're going to get compensated. The market is going to you know, reward you for that. So whether it is having good rental properties or whether it is having a good business with a cool idea or cool service and whatnot, um, it's never been easier to be able to start a business. I mean, entrepreneurship is thriving obviously right now. Um, again, doesn't mean it's easy. Um, you know, anybody can get involved with it. Doesn't mean it's within everybody to do it, but uh, the opportunity is there if, if you're ambitious and you're looking to create whatever you want for your future. 100%, totally. When we talk about entrepreneurship, I kind of want to, I'm glad we haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, I want to talk about Arbon because I saw that I was going through your feed and I saw your Arbon business and what is Arbon and how did you get involved with it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, great question. So, and that's where you see the Mercedes and whatnot, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, basically when I was living out in Calgary and about, it was about 2010, my older sister uh, was approached by somebody about uh, this kind of business opportunity and whatnot. And she is not entrepreneurial. She's a, a teacher, you know, she'd be the first one to say she's not entrepreneurial, but basically she called me and said, Hey, I'm, you know, I've been introduced to this, this thing. It's basically, it's health and wellness products, you know, everything from like nutrition to skincare and, it's all about healthy living and whatnot. And, uh, you know, she basically called me to say, Hey, I'm curious about this thing. I'm thinking of doing this as a, as a business. And I never thought I'd hear the words business opportunity come out of my sister's mouth. Right. So she used to work for me actually, which was funny. And I knew she was not an entrepreneur or whatnot, but, uh, anyway, she's like, I'm thinking of doing this. And, uh, you know, I just want you to make sure it's not a bad idea. So I looked at it very much as if I was going to buy a business and I, you know, read through the policies and procedures. And I kind of like looked at what some of the other people were doing. And I, I researched and I, I came back to her. I said, I'm like, this actually looks like a great opportunity. Like it's, it's, it's an opportunity that anyone can get into. Um, and it just depends on what you do with it. So again, like anything else, you're going to get out of it, what you put into it and the work you do to develop yourself personally, to become the person you need to be to find success within this business. Right. And so uh, she jumped into the business in mid 2010 or so, I think. And you know, alongside what she was doing as a teacher, she started to help other people, you know, feel better, look better, you know, losing weight and all that type of stuff. And people were loving the products and she was, you know, loving it as well. And I got to try some of the products and I'm not a product guy by any means. And, uh, but I did, I found like, you know, if I'm going to buy protein, why would I not just buy it from myself instead of go to GNC or Popeye's or something like that? Or, you know, if I'm using deodorant, why wouldn't I just buy a healthier, safer version than what's out there? And so I just got a little bit educated 
and realize that a lot of the personal care products we use out in the world right now are not actually that good for us. And so I just decided, why don't I redirect my spending into a healthier, safer option? And that's all it was. And so I was in the position where I was transitioning out of my role out West and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So I thought, you know what, I can do this. Like, again, I like helping people and whatnot. This is another avenue that I can help people. And so I decided to jump into it. It was uh, February, October, 2011. And basically started sharing the business, sharing the product, sharing the opportunity with people. And all of a sudden I started to build an organization of people that I, that I started to help. And uh, yeah, it completely changed my life again. So that was my kind of my second opportunity where I jumped in and things just, you know, took off in a great direction. So um, a few years in, I got to the level where basically it's one step from the top of the company where, um, you know, you can actually, you know, go and lease or finance your own Mercedes Benz and uh, Arvon actually pays, uh, pays a, a monthly kind of stipend for it every month, you know, hitting certain qualification levels and whatnot. So kind of a cool perk. But at the same time, too, like, again, it was an opportunity. I was working very part time and building a, a pretty cool income on the side while I was working my full time gig. So um, that's kind of what it is. Health and wellness company, basically super healthy, safe products and opportunity that people can create another income for themselves. Yeah. So health, health and wellness uh, business. So what about this Arbon yep. allows you to make money from their products like i understand yeah. the business model because I, I did my due diligence before but if you could kind of explain the business model yeah it's so basically the only way that anyone makes money is when product is sold so basically um you know it, it's not the type of thing where you know hey come join my team and i'll get paid it doesn't work like that you have to help people actually find success where they actually you know sell product where they get paid a commission for it um and basically you can start making an override on that as well too so it's kind of your bonus to help people find success within the business but the only way that money is made is when product is sold so i can sell product to somebody get paid a commission um if i help somebody else within my organization sell product they're going to get paid um but then i'm also going to get paid a smaller percentage of it as well so it's uh it's kind of the, the concept of many hands make for light work and again, it's all about developing leadership and developing leaders within your business and helping other people find success. That's, that's kind of what I love the most about it is I get compensated to help people find their own success. Mm -hmm. so. and, and from my understanding, you, you actually put more of your family on this, right? This business plan on your so team. There was actually, yeah. So it's funny because we actually have, uh, I mean, within my, so basically the level that I'm at within the business, uh, I mean, it's the top 2% of the company. Um, but my sister's actually at the top of the company is an executive national vice president. She, she's part of the top 1%. My aunt is also part of the top 1%. And my little cousin's actually part of the top 2% as well. So we've got four, four, four vice presidents in the, in the company, uh, in my family and four of us driving white Mercedes from our mom, which is kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, you know what, like my family just really kind of, you know, understood the opportunity and decided to jump in on it with us. Um, and, uh, my sister was kind of the one who spearheaded it. And, uh, you know, we just, again, it's been a, a game changer for my entire family. I think we've got up to, I think 10 family members in the business. We're just a big fan of what the opportunity is all about. And, you know, we've been, we've been able to impact a lot of people's lives through it. So it's, it's been a, it's been a good thing in our lives. Now, you know, two of your family members in the 1%, you're in the top 2%, but were you kind of the source that was bringing your family in, teaching them how to run this business? It was actually a bit of a combination. My sister and my my aunt actually started before me. So my sister kind of brought in myself and my aunt. And then from there, you know, uh, it, so personally, most of my family's not in my business. I mean, my mom's part of it, a couple of my cousins and things like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're all kind of as part of my sister's business and we all have our own individual businesses within it. But yeah, it was more so, like I said, my sister who kind of spearheaded it and whatnot. But 
we've all collectively kind of been, uh, you know, coaching each other. And I kind of bring a bit, a bit of a different perspective than they do and whatnot and kind of my, my entrepreneurial experience. So yeah, we all definitely add value to each other for sure. For sure. And I looked on your, um, your feed, your Instagram feed, and I noticed that you actually don't showcase any of like the products of what you're selling or anything. I don't think, but like you talk about it throughout, you talk about it throughout your feed. So what, what are you doing to, you know, sell these products? Is it more of just like a behind the scenes marketing through ads online? Uh, so, and actually I've never run ads for this business. Again, I'm a, you know, I've always said to people, it's a belly to belly business in a sense. Um, you know, it's a relationship based business, just like kind of what I was sharing about what my perspective is on sales, right? It's about, you know, the relationship aspect and, you know, helping people find value. So yeah, I mean, from a Instagram perspective and whatnot, it is about, you know, kind of sharing the lifestyle and whatnot that can come from it versus like, you know, nobody just wants to be sold. Like, I mean, you can look anywhere and there's like products on this page and that page, whatever. So it's like, that's not really the way that I want to go about things. Um, and yeah, over the years, I've had lots of people kind of look and go like, man, like your lifestyle looks, looks like a ton of fun. Like, what is it that you actually do? And so it's kind of sparked interest in that sense, a bit of attraction marketing in a sense. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's more about just kind of sharing the product, the details with people, anyone who's open to, to being interested in, in, in learning a little bit more about it. Um, you know, we used to share a ton of samples and things like that as well, but, um, I've really focused more so on kind of sharing the opportunity with people and leading with that. Um, and the products are a great kind of secondary behind that. So the core of the business is the products, but I've always kind of led with the opportunity. So you're actually getting out there face to face with people and telling them about this health and wellness company. Yeah, typically. I mean, I've really built my business through, uh, you know, sitting down for coffee with people or Zoom chats, like this type of thing. Like, that's really kind of how I've done it. I mean, we, we do the whole kind of group meetings and things like that we have in the past. I mean, prior to COVID, that's starting to come back a little bit now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I very much built my business kind of the one-on-one approach. And, um, you know, again, because I know there's so many people out there that, you know, are just looking for more in life, right? Looking for more, you know, whether it is income and, you know, or just more, you know, better experiences, networks, you know, that type of thing. And uh you know, again, the products are amazing, but I know that more people go to bed at night worried about their bank account than their protein powder. Right. So that's why I always leave with the business. So for sure. And I, I did do a, a quick skin of Arbon online, Arbon, yeah. And I noticed that I don't want to say all the products, but some of the products, they do come in like a package of multiple products and maybe going for like 250 or whatever is um obviously with healthier things usually comes a more heftier price tag. Is that something that turns off a lot of people, even though, you know, it may be better for their health? Yeah, good question. It, you know, I, I find there's three types of people. Like, there's the type of per, like there's definitely a percentage of the population that says, you know, what this is more expensive than I'm used to paying, and I wouldn't pay anymore, and that's fine. And then there's the type that goes, yeah, this is kind of what I'm used to paying, and then there's the group that goes, I get the value from a safety perspective, the health perspective. It all just depends on what's important to an individual, right? Um, and yeah, so it, it's not typically a big issue. Because the other thing too is I always say to people, like, you know, what you see on the website is typically not what people pay. So there's a lot of different discount programs and things like that, but uh, yeah, for sure, for for healthier products and whatnot, uh, typically it's not going to be the same price as what you see at your local drugstore, right? But there's a reason for that, right? So that's uh, I just find you know again, it's not about you know hardcore sales like hey, you need to buy this type of thing. It's more about like hey, is this a fit? Like is this does this matter to you? Like do you do you find value in this? And it's a matter of kind of sifting through you know. Who, who does find value and who doesn't. And if anyone's looking to, to, to take advantage of the opportunities with uh, a healthier, safer option, then great. That's, that's who we're going to help. 
So look, we, we don't need to help everybody, right? So <laughs> no, totally. If you were to help everybody, you'd be rich, man. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's and you know what? It's just it's it, there's there's nothing out there that is perfect for everybody. It's just it's not the reality, mm-hmm. right? So just understanding that from day one, that's okay. It's okay if it's not the right thing for somebody. For sure. And you know, earlier you were kind of talking about perception. Do you have people that kind of see your lifestyle on social media? They're wondering how you do this, how you do that, how kind of how important is perception kind of when you're trying to gain maybe new clientele, maybe they get intrigued or whatever, and then you get a customer off of it. it I'm not more so saying fake it till you make it, but actually just showing what you're living. Yeah. And, I, and that's the thing, I, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like, Hey, look at all this traveling and trips here and there and this luxury, like, you know, you don't, it doesn't need to be uh cause people can also smell BS too. Right. So if it's, if it's not, if it's not real, it's, it, it, it's not going to serve you. Right. Or them. So it's just a matter of just kind of showing, uh, showing what your life's all about. Right. Because there's people out there from all different walks of life, demographics, things like that. And it's, you know, it's, uh, the right people are going to be attracted to you in a sense. Again, if you are creatively sharing what you do and, you know, having positive insights and again, adding value to people. The other component of this too, is social media is not the only way that people build a business. Again, it's a matter of, you know, the connection outside of social media and whatnot. I know there's people that don't even bother with social media with this. Obviously it's a component. I think that is a useful tool, but I also think it, uh, you know, in a lot of senses, for a lot of businesses, for a lot of people out there, it drives them crazier than anything. And it's not necessarily the most productive thing, right? I mean, social media is a wild thing in its own right, but um, it can be a good tool for the for people if used appropriately. So, For sure. And I understand what you're saying when, you know, you don't really need social media. You know, there's other ways behind it. If obviously way harder ways to figure out. But, you know, there's some that might say if you're not on social media, you don't exist. Yeah. So um, would you agree with that too? Like when you're kind of building, trying to, trying to take part in the entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, you know, I've said to a lot of people, it's uh, even just in terms of my perspective, social media, I look at social media as business media. Like everything I post is because I'm building businesses and I, I am trying to connect with people and whatnot. So yes, I do think it's relevant if you do have a business again, do you have to No, but I, I do think it's smart to do it. Um, but the uh, you know, I, I always say to people, you know, I, I, a lot of what I post is very intentional for the purpose of business building. If I didn't have a business and I just kind of worked a nine to five job where I wasn't, had, didn't have something of value to add to the masses in a sense, I probably wouldn't even use social media, but, uh, but yeah, if you have a business, like it's such a great tool to be able to look and I mean, look how we connected, right? Like we've never met otherwise it's because of social media that we're on this call. So totally. absolutely. I, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's paramount to have that. For sure. No, cool. So, um, recently in February, you actually, I think it was February. You said you got your realtor license. Now we've, we've just talked about basically a lot of your business experience prior to February. So how does all of that help you once you first get your license? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I do think that coming into real estate is, you know, similar to network marketing with my own business and whatnot is, you know, the barrier to entry is not that high. Right. I mean, anybody can sign up, you go through the courses and whatnot, and all of a sudden you're a realtor, right? Um, obviously it takes work and whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot more to it these days than there used to be, but um, really kind of coming into this and treating it like a business, I think is uh, extremely important. Um, now, if you've never run a business before, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have success, but I do think that it does help in terms of expediting things and getting it off on the right path. Just understanding that like sometimes it takes money to make money, right? You know, spending some dollars on marketing, whether it is online or whether it's, you know, print media or whatever it is, 
Um, obviously that's a bit of a shift for some people sometimes going into a business. That's a little bit of a new concept. Um, I do think too, just like the organization aspect of what it takes to run a business on the back end. Um, you know, even just from like, you know, a tax perspective, like financials, like all that type of stuff. I know that there's been people who have just been burned in the sense that they didn't understand that, Oh, not all this money is mine that I just made on this commission check. Right. So I think that that's also an important piece. Um, and then again, just really understanding like the grit that has to come along with, uh, again, connecting with, with your sphere and letting people know what you're doing and the different tactics and means necessary to be able to do that. Again, sometimes it's a completely new thing for people, but if you've kind of, if you've run a business before and had to do any marketing, like you understand that it's gotta be, there's gotta be so many different angles. And I think these days too, sometimes people, I see it in other businesses that I'm part of, but also in real estate that, you know, you post something on social media and feel like you did some work, right? You didn't do anything, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, again, social media is a great tool, but there's gotta be more to it than that. So, um, you know, business experience from the past, again, it, at the end of the day, I think everything does come down to people as well too. So just being able to understand how to uh, deal and relate with people, and treat people properly, um, you know, have, you know, enthusiasm and charisma and whatnot to help, you know, people understand who you are and, and gain trust to be able to do business with you. Um, I think that's all of those pieces are extremely crucial. 100%. And everything is everything you do in any business is crucial. And that kind of takes a lot of time, a lot of any business is really time consuming, and you have a lot of things on your hand. Now I'm assuming, you know, some of the things like the e commerce businesses you have, uh, I'm sure a lot of things are on automation now yeah. for the most part, you'd say. So, yeah. So I was, and actually when I was coming into real estate, one of my priorities was I wanted to create focus through elimination. And so, cause you're right. I mean, you can't do everything. So, I mean, even within the e-commerce business, we had some, uh, we had some great employees and contractors and whatnot that helped with a lot of kind of the day-to-day -day Monday things we had you know, some amazing uh, people working for us in the Philippines, like super cool to be able to work with people in different parts of the world and whatnot that we kind of helped, you know, uh, it helped us a ton within our business and we leveraged off of. Um, but uh, I, we, so we sold the e-commerce company so that I could create more focus to be able to focus on real estate. Because I do believe as much as I've always been somebody who loves to have multiple things on the go, um, you do need to focus in order to get results. And if you're doing, you don't want to be, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none, but at the same time too, um, you know, I think if you're, if you're organized and you put the right pieces into place and there's some automation that comes into play um, and just leveraging on the tools that are available these days, um, there's no reason that yet you, you can't do more than one thing as well. Totally. So I guess what I want to ask next is, you know, a lot of real real estate is a business where struggle is everywhere you know the dropout rate is over yeah. the top for new agents so what what did you do to make sure you weren't a part of that failure rate what are you doing that may you suggest to other realtors doing that maybe struggling starting off in the business yeah yeah again i think i'm just uh you know as we're talking here i'm like man i i, I there's a bit of a theme going on in my own mind where I'm just like, it comes down to your network and trust to get started. I think, again, if you have a hundred thousand dollars that you're like, I can just dump this into advertising. It, that's not the case for 99.9% .9 of people, right? Some people can come in and do that. Um, but I do think that it's, it's really learning to, um, you know, work with your sphere to be able to develop relationships uh, and, and build trust. I do think that that's so important, but understanding that that doesn't happen overnight either. So you do have to give yourself, I think, the grace within this business coming in, coming into it 
where, you know, it, it can take a while right now for myself, you know, one of the reasons I decided to jump into this was a lot of my network was already knew that I was big into real estate investing. And I had people that would ask me questions all the time and whatnot. So that was kind of one of those things that it just seemed like an easy transition from a lot of people's perspective as to why I would get into this industry. And it was easy. There was, there was already a lot of trust from a lot of my network in that sense and knowing that I've run businesses. So a bit of my background has kind of helped in that sense, just from a trust factor. And also just some of the other businesses I've been part of, again, even Arba, like it's, it's been, it's a huge network for me and it's been amazing in terms of helping me transition into, uh, into this business, uh, into real estate. And, you know, that's where a handful of my transactions have come from this year. But again, it's really like fostering and, and looking after these relationships and taking care of people, but also um, being proactive and keeping connected with people and whatnot. So I would just say it's the, the, one of the most important things is just continuing to build that network. And I'd say people that have probably been in the business for a long time. One of the things that I've always heard is it's their database that continues to feed them year over year over year. And, you know, again, these days there's so many marketing tactics you can use that weren't available a long time ago, but I think that's always going to be a component within this industry is really developing personal relationships with uh, a network that you're going to continue to build. So being okay that it's going to take time, but also focusing on uh, just developing those relationships and keeping in touch with people, whatever that is, if it's email marketing, if it's, you know, picking up the phone every couple of weeks to call people, if it's texting, if it's whatever, it's very basic stuff. And this is just one piece of the puzzle. But I, I do think from my experience anyways, that that's uh, that's a key piece to it. For sure. And when you go back to your, say your, your previous network from your previous businesses, yep. you already, you can already have that nurtured, which obviously helped you moving into the real estate business. But when we talk, talk about building new relationships, do you still find yourself, you know, going out, meeting people and calling like every single day? Like, are you committed to every day building your database more and more? I'd like to say, yes, that's what I'm doing, especially over this year being, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with COVID and whatnot, I mean, there's less opportunities just to be out in the world and whatnot. I mean, again, things are kind of changing now, but uh, yeah, it's something about being, there's something to be said about being intentional I think with everything you do and learning how to, you know, steer conversations in a certain way to be able to make sure that everybody that you connect with knows what you're doing, you know, and that you can become an option for them because it's the whole concept. I mean, if you, if you only know 200 people, but let's say every person that you know of those 200 people also knows 200 people and the network can grow that way. And that's again, how this, you know, my business has taken off this year as well in the sense of, you know, some of the transactions I've done were from my inner network, but their network and people I've never met before. And, uh, you know, but again, people knowing that now I'm in the business because I've done the work to let everyone know and keep in touch with them. And then all of a sudden, hey, my niece, hey, my sister, hey, my cousin, hey, my whatever. Um, and uh, so that's again, that's been a component that if you do it long enough, that stuff's going to continue to come and it's going to continue to grow as long as you take care of people and do right by them, of course, and, and help them through what they need. Right. Totally. I'm kind of in that stage right now where I'm trying to build my database. I'm 20. I just got my license a couple of weeks ago. So I'm, I'm cold calling. I'm trying to get people's contact information and I might do like a hundred cold calls and only get like two contact informations, but I'm like, that's two people that I may get from down the line that, yeah. that may lead to, like you said, they, they have 200 people yeah. in their database and then so on and so forth. You got it. That's it. And that's how it works. Right. Like you said, like, you know, the ratios on that, you know, it's 2%, right? Two out yeah. of 100, but that's, that's how it's always been. And that's how it's going to be, especially if these are people that you don't know and there's no relationship with. So I am a big believer of, you know, I know everybody has different size networks and whatnot, but definitely like, you know, leverage that network, um, you know, not to like take advantage of it by any means, but again, let 
people know what you're doing. And if you get either trust and trust them back and whatnot, and it's really a matter of, you know, fostering that for the purpose of helping build your business. Um, not, not with uh, the intent of taking advantage of it, but again, offering value where you can, again, the more value you offer for people, uh, the more people are going to reciprocate that knowingly or not, it's going to come back to you. Would you say it's important to add all kinds of different value? Like I could be constantly sending them real estate related value, but is it important to be sending other things that's happening in the community, et cetera? Totally. Yeah. I th- and that's the thing. I don't think you, uh, you need to, you know, draw a border around and say, Hey, I only talk about real estate. Right. Cause on a day-to-day basis, I mean, most people just aren't talking about this world that we're in, right. We're thinking about it all day, every day, cause we're in it, but that's a, you know, that's the game is figuring out what is of value to people. And, you know, if you're dealing, you know, people that, you know, if you want to end up getting uh, listings, you know, how, how can you add value to those people who own homes? Like, you know, one of the super basic ones and ones that I know a lot of realtors use, and again, this is super, super simple, but, you know, even sending, uh, sending over, whether it's through email or through text or something like that, it's, you know, Hey, we just, I don't know, we're in the set for you, Brad today, but we, we just got dumped on with snow for the first time today. So it's like, Hey, it's time to winterize your home. Right. So what's some value that again, you could just Google it these days. And it's like, Hey, I came across this cool article. I thought, yeah, I thought I'd send it over. Hey, just making sure, you know, you're, you're looked after for the winter here. Something super basic and simple like that. Uh, it can go a long way. It's just a matter of keeping in front of people so that when they do have that need and they're thinking, Hey, I might sell, or I do want to invest in a property. Or I'm looking to buy or whatever it is. They think of you because you've been the one who's been consistent, but also, you know, top of mind and adding value to them. Right. Yeah, no, totally understood. Uh, were you serious about the snow, by the way? It was actually yeah, snow. We got, yeah, we got snow <laughs> there, 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 so. That's crazy. Yeah, we got right? dumped on today. I was like, man, I was not expecting that. <laughs> That's crazy. Man, Matt, it's been a great conversation. Uh, you're, you're such a busy man. Uh, it's great to see what you've done from a young age. Where would you say you're kind of at now? Like, you just got your license. Are you kind of focused on... You seem like the type of guy where you, you just got your license. Now you want you trying to go all in. You want to build a team. You want to create something. Is that kind of uh, the path you're on now? Yeah, no, it's a good question, man. Uh, you know what? Coming into the coming into real estate, I thought, you know, I don't want to just sell houses and do, you know, and trade for the rest of my life. Uh, I, you know, coming from an entrepreneurial background, like I plan to build a business within the real estate industry, how that looks, I don't know. And that's one of the things that's kind of bothered me since I got into it. You know, I'm used to having clear defined goals and a vision in terms of this is what I want it to look like. Um, but I've had to kind of be okay with not knowing exactly what it's going to look like yet. And, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've kind of come to that where I'm, I'm good with it right now, where I'm, I'm having a ton of fun. I love what I do. I love that I'm able to help people. Um, you know, we've got done a good amount of transactions this year that I've, has actually exceeded what I expected to do this year, uh, just being my first year and not even my first full year, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to evolve, but I plan on taking the next few couple of years to, to get really active in my, in my market, my local area here and, uh, you know, look to, to perform at a high level and be one of the top, uh, top agents in, uh, in the city here, but at the same time too, um, you know, I'm continuing to invest and whatnot. We're, uh, we're currently in a, in the middle of a call it a flip property, but I don't know, I might end up just keeping it. So going through that whole process right now, and uh, it's been a ton of fun. I've never done any major renovations or anything. So, uh, we're doing that. And then we're also, uh, closing on a fourplex in uh, purpose-built fourplex in January as well. So, um, you know, keeping busy with the investing side, cause that's kind of the, the long-term, you know, asset building, um, and then looking to take care of as many people as I can with uh, the real estate needs over the, you know, the next few years here and, and we'll see where it takes me. So. No, that's great, man. I, I totally thank you. You definitely know what you're doing, whatever you want to do. You want to build that business, whatever that looks like to you. I know you don't know yet, but I feel like you already have 
things set in place that can help you leverage yourself to get there, which is great. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. It's, you know, uh, just trying to lean on my experience and, uh, you know, try and build something cool that's uh, going to benefit a lot of people in this in this industry now. So totally, man, man, I just want to say thanks again for coming on. Great conversation. And um, I hope we can stay connected past this uh, past this podcast and stay in touch. Absolutely, man. I'd be happy to, you know, happy to happy to jump on here. And uh, again, hope I added some value. And uh, it's been great connecting with you. Definitely, man. You definitely added some value. I can't wait to post the clips about it, man. I appreciate you, man. You bet, man. Thanks so much, Brad. No problem. Have a good one, man. Take care.